Let's go! It's time! Cincinnati, we gon' rise and up. In the jungle, we unite and up. Trippin' orange and black and white. Food day when we fight. Live and die in these stripes. Now who got a move I can Welcome to another episode of Bengals and Brews. I'm Del Altman, joined by my co-host today, Greg Luther. What's up, Greg? What up, dog? How you doing? You feeling better? Yeah, feeling feeling a lot better. Yeah. Had a little bit of a cold, sore throat, cough. It's it's not near as bad as it was. Gotcha. Well, what is your back and all that, man? I don't think any big, no big, we, we, hey, big free agency signing happened today, but no player, but a big, big sponsor though today for the Bengals, right? Three-way city, like your hat says. Welcome, Skyline Chile. Skyline, now the official sponsor of your Cincinnati Bengals. Gold Star, um, who was the sponsor, I think was said 21 years or something yep, like that. 21 years it was. Yeah, they are out. Skyline is in. Chili yeah. Wars are going on again. I still call it spaghetti, so I don't really. Don't call it sauce, Dale. Whatever you do, do not call it sauce. Uh... It's spaghetti noodles with sauce on it. I'll stay. Hey, 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 hey. That's hey you know, for the record, for the record out there. Cheese on your spaghetti. I like both chilies. Both are good. I was a bigger. I grew up on Skyline, so I'm happy about it. But I'll still eat Gold Star. But I, I've always been a Skyline person. That's just me, though. But I like both still. Hey, to each their own. It doesn't really matter to me. Whatever, whatever you're into. Yep. A nice three way, five way. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever. Exactly. Not my place to judge. No. No. To each his own is the old saying. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like I say, Gold Star, thank you for the 21 awesome years. But Skyline, I, like I said, I grew up on Skyline my entire life. My whole family has. I am so happy that Skyline is in, though. I will say so, that. So you'll definitely be getting some at the games? Oh, hell yeah, man. Dude, I, I got I got plans for Skyline and the Bengals. I mean, I'm waiting for merchandise to come out like everybody else is. Well, I mean, Cap had a whole... Uh... Oh no! Yeah, no cap. No, when I, at bomb squad. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I got. I took a bunch of skyline at that. Absolutely. No, um, I mean there was a picture of him. He had a skyline like suit jacket on. Well, I'm talking Bengals skyline gear. Right? Yeah. This is just skyline, but. Yeah, no, no. His, that, I, I saw that jump. That, that's a really cool suit he was wearing. That is cool. Yeah, Dustin says this is why we should draft Kayshawn Butte. That's <laughs> where the three-way references. Absolutely, man. Yeah, we've talked about that. Oh, That's we talked about it, all right. You just wonder if you give an out-of-town for Cincinnati, hey, here's a three-way hat. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know if this will go on well. Well, you, you wouldn't understand that. Yeah. Three-way city. They're like, oh, what are you What are you offering? you exactly, got to be careful right? who you hand those out, hats out to, Greg. Right, exactly, because I, I used to go to a camp in Michigan, and I was talking to a couple of buddies. I never really told them about it, but I'm like, Greg, but why are we talking three ways here and all that and stuff? We're all married. No, no, a three way. But it, it, some people are going to take it the wrong way, or maybe they take it the right way. Who knows? Hey, what's like we said to each their own. To each their own. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Iceman's joining. I haven't really heard from him. He's kind of falling off the face of the earth today. And then uh, Cam said he wouldn't be able to make it today, but he should be back with us tomorrow. The uh, since we last talked. The players are back this week. I haven't really seen I'm most players. Not everybody's there. Obviously, one of the big absences is Jonah Williams. Yep. So, um, uh, I guess Jackson Carmen come in, said he was looking like he was in the best shape he's been in. You know, it's that time of year where it's best shape season. You hear that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little surprised that Jonah didn't show up. I'm like, I'm at that point now. Like, at the start of it, I'm like, I understand he's upset and all that. We've always admired Jonah's work ethic, great attitude. But lately, I just got to say, man, I mean, come on, buddy. Seriously? Well, it's voluntary right now, right? It is voluntary. And if you're wanting a trade and it's voluntary workouts, the draft's still coming up. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for him not to want to be there. And yeah. then, I mean, if he if he comes in, he's working out, even running, and he and he gets dinged up a little bit. 
and there's a potential trade that that could keep a trade from going through. So, so me, so Strawberry had me on as a guest with uh, that guy who goes by Trags. What's his name? Mike uh, Per Traglia. Mike Traglia. He he said it best. If we go, I believe he said it. He was excuse me. If they go, if they don't go offensive line first two rounds, Jonas, your right tackle, plain and simple. Yeah, I mean at this point, and then uh, you you wonder when how long it'll be before Collins will be back. And then you also have, you know, like I said, Carmen may be in the mix for that spot. Yep. Um, I know they talked about Cody Ford being mm-hmm. a right tackle, but, I mean, they gave him the number of a typical guard for the Bengals. Right. That may mean nothing, but I, I don't know. We'll just kind of see how that plays out. Well, J- well, Jackson Carmen, I mean, one big positive note, he came in shape, they said. I mean, he was in shape and all that. Because remember his rookie year or last year, Came in out of shape or like, you know, what the hell, man? Especially as a rookie, you can't be doing that. So I think he realized his full potential last year. I think it's like, well, I get this. I, I'm not guaranteed anything, but I want to prove that I can play tackle and all that. Maybe he is. Maybe we, the answer is here the entire time with us is him. We don't know yet, though. Yeah. If he's in better shape and he finally was coming on a left tackle, maybe he can make that switch to right tackle. Yeah. I know. He, I feel like he played a little right tackle his – first year yeah he was more focused at guard and then i think it was more like extra tackle i don't know how many actual right tackle snaps he got i don't think it was too many but i could be wrong on that yeah yeah Uh, i I just i don't know if he fits frank pollock's system though because frank pollock likes those big dudes and all that he's kind of like he's kind of like jonah you know a little tackle and all that although he does he is a mauler but I, i don't know do you think he fits frank pollock's system though well, I mean, Adenogy's had to hold down that right tackle spot, and I don't look at him like yeah. as big as those other guys. You know, I don't no. know how much difference Carmen and him have, but I don't think it's anything astronomical. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. when you a backup, you want somebody with flexibility that can do multiple spots, so that's what he's going to have to do. Yeah, you know, exactly. So maybe he'll accept, the, accept that also, too. By the way, another note, all three uh, – Boyd, Higgins, and Chase all didn't show up. Like you said, this is just voluntary and all that. Mainly the guys that showed up were the new guys, like Orlando Brown. Nick Scott, Irv Smith did a great interview, motivated for his role. So like I said, it's just voluntary. Although I did see it. I did see an Instagram story that T. Higgins is back in Cincinnati. So hopefully he's officially back from Cabo now to sign the contract. Yeah, and that was a couple days ago. So you just wonder, like, you know, what if that was as close as was report, you know, was yeah. floated out there or – if there's yeah, some things to wait on, or right, I I just want to see it get done. To me, because that's the big one with his agent and everything else we've talked about it so many times. I just want to see that deal get done. Just just announce it finally. And another note, even though this wasn't a shocker, Paul Daner officially came out and said that uh, Joe Mixon will be expected to be told to take a pay cut, or he will be released. Surprise, surprise. We're not shocked by all that, but. What that? I, I I think I think we'll know. We won't know till after the draft. Do you agree? Uh, yeah. Because I I mean, what's what's the rush to do that now with a week yeah. to go before the draft when you don't know who else you're going to add to the team and things like right. that. And so maybe they haven't even officially asked that yet, but you know it's coming. So or yeah. all reports from people like that that are pretty plugged in seems like that's coming in. And I don't know what will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see him saying, no, I, I, I'm not doing it. Or I could see him saying, you know what? I still think it's my best opportunity, and I still want to stay here and win a Super Bowl. I'm a captain. I'm a team guy. I'm going to do this. I don't know. I could see it going either way, personally. How about you? Uh, Dale, to be honest with you, man, I, he, answer me this. Do you see any other team giving him that type of money? Because I sure as hell don't. No, that's the thing. But, you know, I don't know how it works. Yeah, no, yeah. Like I say, I, I just if we're going by, if there's another team out there that paid twelve million, absolutely not, no way. So that's why I'm saying that he'll take if he wants to stay, he he's going to take a pay cut. That if he really wants to stay, yeah, obviously. But I, I just I just don't see him getting mad that, that money anywhere else. Yeah, for sure. Now I labeled this one draft crushes, so. <laughs> We're uh, just a little, just a little over a week away from the NFL draft. So you know I'm getting really excited. Do you know how? Oh, I feel dude, like dude, Woo. it's we're in single digit days now here, people. Single day, we're 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 Jeff Blake days away. We're eight days away. Thanks a lot for that poll. You all of those people that voted Dalton, stop it. I, you know, I wasn't gonna put the poll out, but I was like, you know, 
was you had to, to do that, that man. Like, We're Jeff Blake days away here, Bengals fans. So Andy Dalton technically ended up making our Mount Rushmore based on the Twitter poll. Oh. Over Jeff Blake. Oh. I know, Greg. It's it's brutal. I know, but sheesh. Uh, $2 super chat here from Dustin Croft. Dust- Not panicked, but the Burrow deal. Could we get that hey. done? Hey. Yeah, and we've seen Jalen Hurts get his deal, but I still think everything's good with Burrow, but like, um, I think I was listening to Locked On or one of those shows the other day, and um, they talked about why wouldn't Burrow almost want to wait until Herbert gets done and see what he gets. So, you know, if he wants to be the top guy, there's still ways to work it out structure-wise to right. help the Bengals and Look. stuff, but to make sure he gets that right. top recognition over Herbert and Hertz and those guys that was in his draft class. Just answer me this, Dale. You, you don't think the Bengals – are aware, were aware. I mean, I guarantee you they knew, not exact the exact number, but they had a ballpark what these quarterbacks are getting. I I, I I trust the process. I trust what's going on. I think Burrow understands all this. I am not worried at all who comes next. I know it's going to get done. That's how calm I am about yeah, it. Yeah, and everything is typically within a million or two. Like yeah. it goes up a little bit incrementally yeah. for each guy that comes next in the quarterback market. So that's what I mean. Burrow might just be. Who knows? It'll get done. Uh, I'm not going to stress about it. If we get into this, like the regular season, then maybe we can start being like, oh, okay, why is this not done? Well, well, yeah, yeah. Like I say, who you want to know who needs to be worried is Lamar Jackson. The Ravens need to be worried with the whole Lamar Jackson since that's who should be worried, in my opinion, because then Which, he's. Gonna be- well, and they're really on the clock to me because you got eight days. The same thing with the Jets and Packers, who still don't have this Rodgers deal done. Right, exactly. Uh, we're in a much better place than the Bears teams and the Ravens, who don't know what's going on with Lamar Jackson. So. I, I mean, look at the Colts, man. We have no idea what the Colts are going to be doing. Are they going to draft a quarterback? Then I hear that after Bryce Young, who's apparently going to be the number one pick, there may not be a quarterback taken to the Colts to pick it forward. It just shows that these quarterbacks are not as good as they seem in this year's draft class. Uh, yeah, we'll just see how it all shakes out. This is also the weird time of year where I try not to pay too much attention to some of the other things like that th- stuff with the quarterbacks yet. Yeah. Because, like, you start hearing some real weird rumors and you maybe believe 10% of what's out there between, you know, the two weeks before the draft. It just gets silly season for sure. Yeah, well, you know, at the time with Dave Lapham and all that, I mean, he just – my, my fear was he was getting all these picks right in the Marvin era, and I'm thinking, you don't think other teams are going to pick up on this? I guarantee that Frank Rag. when he said Frank Ragno, Lions came in. We You did not hear them once talk about Frank Ragno at all. And I jokingly said, oh, they're probably going to pick Frank Ragno. And then they did it. I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. So, you know, one of those deals. Yeah, brutal. But I'll start at running back for draft brushes. And I, I kind of the caveat here is just basically – Pick somebody we don't think is a, at least a first-round pick. That's kind of – and I tried to go even maybe a little farther back for some of these guys. Yeah. But at least not a first-round guy or, you know, top two or so at their position type mm-hmm. of stuff, top two or three. So my first one that I've been on for a while, and I think a lot of people uh, really like him, is Izzy Ebenekanda. Oh, from, yeah. From Pitt, 20 years old, 5'11", 216. Speed, productive, 1,400-plus yards this year. Has done some kick returning for Pitt. I mean, and that's ideal size for a running back. He wasn't really asked to run a lot of routes, so you don't know what you have with him as a receiver. That's kind of a great unknown. I would hope, um, which I haven't heard that the Bengals brought him in for a private workout, but if they were interested in him, I would almost hope they would have done that. But I think they were at Pitt's Pro Day, so maybe they saw enough of it there without wanting to tip their hand to bring him in that they saw enough that they could work with. And like I said, he's young, so he's got right. that going for him. Don't know much about what he is as a blocker. Wasn't really asked to do it. Don't know if he'll be any good at it, but he's got decent size to do it. Right. And then um, just as he's got below average finishing power. So even though he had all those yards, he could still be a better finisher. He could still, you know, pick up some of the tougher yards where once he gets tripped up, he just kind of, that's it. So that's one of my draft crushes at running back. I got a second one, and then I'll ask you who you have for running back. You know what? I mean, people talk about – oh, go ahead. Well, my second one's digging a lot further down in the draft. Yeah, Roshan would have been an easy one I see in the chat there from Stranger. That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. Well, I'll let you talk about him next. But Hunter 
Hunter Lepke from North Dakota State is my other guy. Now, he's already 23, but he's 6'1", 230. He's basically an H-back. You don't have, you know, your pure fullbacks anymore and stuff like that. Um, so he's had some injury concerns, shoulder this past year. It kind of kept him out of some of these drills in the senior bowl, which he was invited to. But um, impressive body control. He's a good blocker. Uh, not a lot of carries. Like, he wasn't asked to run the ball a lot, but right. he has a 6.1 yards per carry average for his career. Now, obviously, he's not the greatest athlete or anything like that, but I'm just thinking if I get an Izzy who's 20 years old, mm-hmm. who I don't know if he can block, and I don't know if he can pass catch, give me the guy that I know can do those other things really well to pair with him. So I almost put both those guys here as kind of my sleepers or draft crushes because I would love to be able to add, you know, Right. Is he in the third and Lepke in the sixth or something to, to pair those guys up together? So for me, Roshan Johnson, I mean, I mean, I know he's been talked about, but great blocker, a lot of tread left on the tires because of Bijan Robinson. I mean, I mean, what's not to like about him as a blocker, big guy, physical would fit our offense perfectly as a run blocker. Uh, the other guys, this uh, guy, the Arizona state guy, Xavier uh, Valaday. I mean, I know he's old. He's 25 years old. But I saw some highlight tape of him. I mean, he he can just move quick. He's a great in the receiving, great blocker I read about. I mean, why not? If you can get him in the seventh round, I know the Bengals are very interested in him. I think they've been to his pro day. They brought him in for a visit. So he's someone to very much keep an eye on the later rounds. Yeah, or even undrafted potentially. Like if his age keeps him undrafted. And I also think, was it our running back coach that coached him before? I read uh, that's that somewhere. A good question. Who's our running back? Oh no, no, he was at TC. Uh, not TC. <coughs> uh, what was the name? Uh, Tulsa. He was the uh, Justin Hill was the running back coach at Tulsa. Okay. Well, I, there is something. Was Valaday ever at Tulsa for a while? There was something that said he coached him before that I read. Cam Peoples. I remember seeing him at the combine. Appalachian yeah. State running back. App State. He stood out more than everybody else because I remember you and Strawberry were on live, and I think I said, who the heck is this dude? I mean, this dude looks like a linebacker at running back right here, and I, I think the Bengals did talk to him. That's another guy like the later rounds, big guy that can block. I mean, he's pretty much known as just like a short yardage guy. When it's fourth and inches, that's who I wanted. At the, that's who I would take. Yeah, and he and he can block like that's that's one of the benefits with him. So I, I, I mean, Dale, he stood out. All the other running backs are very small. I'm like, who that? I'm like, who that? Who the heck is this guy? Yeah, yeah. If you look at some of the grades on PFF, like he stands out too with some of his blocking. So I completely agree. And then Prince, yeah, Daneric Prince, I think's his name. Guy out of Tulsa, yeah. bigger back with speed. So that's another uh, later round name to keep an eye on. Right. Uh, running back is the hardest one because there's like 10 or 15 running backs. I think oh, yeah. Can. There's tons of names, but, you know, I want to, you know, at least mention a couple of those guys. Now, receiver, this is the tricky part. Yeah. I, have, I don't like, know how high we'll take one, if we'll take one. You know, but I, I, I'm i going to keep banging the drum for Jonathan Mingo, and I don't even know that, that it'll be a fit with the Bengals. I just really think the guy could go high as late second round. But I, I've got him up to third round now. 6'1", 220, 22 years old. I mean, for a bigger guy, he he moves well. He's good with yards after the catch. Um, team captain, four-year starter. So um, coaches love him. I was reading in the Beast about him a little more from what I already had. You know, they just say he's a yeah. humble guy. He doesn't care about how many touches he gets and things like that. And I just, as I was reading that, I'm go, man, that fits right in with our wide receiving core. If we would draft him in the third or fourth round or right. something like that. He would just fit in perfectly. Right. Um, he does lack like uh, quick twitch. Uh, he's not the best separation quickness right away. And then he had three holding penalties during this season. So he had yeah. to clean that up as a blocker on the outside because we do ask our receivers to do that. My other guy is probably more realistic for the Bengals mm-hmm. because I think you could get him and maybe around the, the fifth round. And that's Trey Palmer out of Nebraska, which the Nebraska connection with Zach Taylor. Mm-hmm. Six foot, 192, 22 years old. Returnability, 4-3-3 was his 40-yard dash, so speed for days. Um, quick change of direction. Um, now, problems, problem-wise, he just hasn't been that productive. He's vulnerable versus press man. And he had more drops than touchdowns in his career. 18 drops to 12 touchdowns. 
Yeah. So that that is less than ideal, but once again, that's why a guy like that will be around with four three three speed in like the fifth round and not going in the second or third because of those knocks and those issues he has. Now it's how comfortable are you with those? How much can you coach some of those things out of him? Um, you'd have to be comfortable doing that, but getting a guy who could return and then potentially fill in in the slot a year from now for Boyd, I do like the idea of that. So a guy, I know they visited with him, and he caught my attention at the uh, – I know he got a lot of attention at the Senior Bowl and at the Combine. Help me out here. The kid out of Princeton, Andre Asovivas. Iasovis. Iasovis. I mean, six foot three, a four three nine. I mean, showed up at the Senior Bowl. I know the Bengals met with him. Uh, and according to this uh, pro comparison, compared to Robbie Anderson, I mean, dude, I'll give me that guy at that height, that speed, I will gladly take him in the – uh, fourth or fifth round, if I can get my, if, if I could get him, that's and and buddy Princeton. I don't think we need to question if he's smart or not, right? I agree, and I think that's where you're really looking at guys. You know, guys that can be maybe a year from now they're, yes. they're going to play more reps on offense, but they're going to give you something in the return game, something with their overall speed. So I agree, that's a great name. And if you like, like you said, fifth round or so, you could oh get some God. of these guys. We're talking. Sign me up for that. Now back to running backs here, David. He said, "Yeah, Devin A. Chain out of A and M. Yeah, dude, dude as explosive as can be. Keaton Mitchell out of ECU. Yeah, you you want the. So he's talking about give me those guys for the electric small oh, guys, yeah. and then match them with a Prince or match them with the Lepke, like I like I said for my one of my draft crushes. Yeah, and obviously, Dale. I know I've uh, we, we talked about him. Remember, I just I I called you and I said, who's this Matt Landers guy out of?" This guy came out of Arkansas, 6'3", ran like a 14-14 at the combine. Remember, I uh, yeah. did a show, and I come on, I'm like, who is this guy? You're like, wow, I, this kid came out of Arkansas. This kid, uh, great way as a deep throw. But, but if you remember, we had Brian uh, Bosarge on last week, mm-hmm. and the knock on him that he heard was was his attitude. And the one thing the Bengals very value is his attitude on the team. They, they really value that, that great attitude. So that might scare him off. But if you can get him in the sixth or seventh round, I'm okay with that. Uh, but Which, he has a lot of potential. It was one of those things when we heard that. It's like, oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. Because if you just look at height, weight, speed, it's like, yeah. man, that is a dream wide receiver. Oh, I said, you know, because remember, we looked at the stats. He was a great deep threat for them and yeah. all that. Like I said, you you come out of the SEC. Can we agree? That's just the AAA of the NFL right there. Yeah, for the most part, for sure. That in the Big Ten. Close. Now, tight end, I got a few guys. because Oh, yeah, here we off. go. Tier-wise, so uh, Tucker Craft, 6'5", 255. Big, strong, good at contested catches. um, Impressive agility for a guy his size. He needs to clean up his route running. It's not always the the most crisp at the top of his routes. And blocking technique. So he's a willing blocker, but he's not the best at it. Needs to work on his base, his fundamentals, all of that stuff when it comes to pass blocking. Right. Um. Josh Wiley is my second guy, 6'6", 230. You stole both my guys. <laughs> Has the height, weight, speed, willing blocker, senior captain. He does lack production. Like, he never even hit 400 yards, but he had three straight seasons of, like, close to 400 yards receiving. I think his best ball is still ahead of him. He does right. have short arms for a guy that's 6'6", but he ran a 4'6", Doesn't break a lot of tackles. But he's just a good, solid blocker, good, solid pass catcher. And I think if given the opportunity, he's just going to get better and better. And I don't want to pass on another UC tight end that goes on to do big things in the NFL. So if he's there in like the fifth round, fourth yeah. round, fifth round. Well, we got to give him the fourth, man. I have Centauri bet on a LaRose's dinner here, so I got to get him in the fourth, man. Well, well, you heard me say, like, if, if we didn't have a guy by the end of the third and Kraft and Laporta and all those guys were gone, I, he would be in consideration for me at the end of the third, even. Yeah. My third guy is Braden Willis from Oklahoma. So not as big and tall as these guys. He's 6'3", 240. But this is just a guy who is a dog. Right. So if you want the blocker, if you want the special teams guy, you want a leader, teammates love him, everything about him is Braden Willis from Oklahoma. He doesn't have tons of receiving production, and uh, it's he doesn't create a lot of separation. But yeah. last year for Oklahoma, he ended up with 500-some yards, I think. So, like, had a little bit of an explosion in his receiving, which was nice to see because everything else is top-notch. So, 
a guy who's being projected like sixth, seventh round pick, Braden Willis is a guy I would at least keep an eye on from Oklahoma as somebody yep. to bring in. So since you stole two of my guys, go. I, luckily I got backups on here. Luke Shoemaker out of Michigan. I don't think he gets enough credit sometimes. Yeah. I read about him. Great height. I mean, this, that, and the other. Easy moving athlete with acceleration. You know that they say one of his weaknesses. He's a body catcher. He lets his lets passes into his frame too often. He does have an issue with drops and all that. Better than that, though, man. He was a great. He he did a great job at Michigan and all that. I just don't think he gets enough credit. Am I am I right for saying that? I, I would agree with that. I have him like in that mix with Wiley and, and Koontz, who Stranger's been all over this whole process. Well, uh, Zach Koontz. Well, well Stranger's going to be on my good side here shortly. So, so and his uh, Koontz with the relative athletic score, and, and Schoonmaker had a good relative athletic score. He ran well, tested well, smooth mover. Um, he almost played he, like he's very tall, and he almost plays up too tall sometimes for my liking, but right. overall, he's a very smooth athlete for a guy his size. I, I really like this tight end class. I like all those guys. Oh, my God. Uh, no, so there was another tight end. I believe it was Santori. Somebody was talking to me about him and all that. Um, what do you know about this guy, Leitu, out of Alabama and all that? He was a defensive yeah. end. He just learned, started to play tight end, but I've heard some – they say he's a great natural athlete. He's sick. He can block, and – He's just kind of coming along as a tight end. What do you know about him? Yeah, Cameron Latou, he was supposed to be better than than what he was this year. He just didn't have a good year. I know he was one on, like, the PFF production. Like, right. for players in this draft class, he's, like, completely basically at near the bottom of the list. Yeah. Just had an awful season. And it didn't – I don't know why. I don't know what was going on this year because he looked a lot better last year uh, more than anything. So, and, yeah, I don't have any quarterbacks on here, but our buddy Antoine's saying a few sleepers, one being Stetson Bennett, D. Winters, the, the linebacker, D.N. Yeah, I like I like D. Winters a lot, too. Right. Bennett, I don't know, man. Bennett's all over the place. Quarterback's all over the place. But I do like the idea of bringing in somebody with mobility, which I know Bennett, Max Duggan, um, who's the UCLA guy that they brought in. Oh, I, uh, no, I know who you're talking to. Here, right, let me look. I can find it here where you're talking. Hold on. Uh, got three names. Yeah, no. Uh, Rogers, Tom Thompson, Rogers. Something I don't know, something like that. No. And then I also like Malik Cunningham out of Louisville. Yeah. I don't know if we've had much contact with him, uh, but he's another guy I like Dorian Thompson Robinson. No, that's like you look at this draft thing right here. Dorian Thompson Robinson, fourteen. Cunningham, fifteen on here. Yeah, so I, I don't mind the approach that, hey, if we can get one of these guys late in the draft or maybe undrafted guys to come in with some ability and be the backup quarterback to develop. You know what the, you know who his comparison is in here, Dorian Thompson? This is kind of funny. Jake Browning. Well, we already have a guy like that. What's that say? <laughs> Go figure, right? Right. We actually have that guy. Yeah. Now, uh, do you have any other offensive guys? I really didn't do linemen on this. I mean, I feel um, so, Lyman, all right, the one I'm skeptical of, Blake Freeland. I think Joe Goodberry is very high. Some are very high. Some are like, no, I'm not messing with him. What do you see in Blake Freeland? Is he a hit or miss? I don't know enough about him. He just he needs to develop his base, his blocking ability. He's so big. He's like 6'8". Um, but, I mean, PFF rated him really highly. Like, I remember when we went over offensive linemen, I remember he was like the top-ranked guy. For BFF right. and all of college football as an offensive right. tackle. Um, I don't see it. I don't see it on tape. I don't know what his best natural position is going to be in the NFL. Right. But typically, if you just go, guys like him with his athleticism and his size, they find ways to, in two or three years from now, be some of the best players from the draft. Right. So even though he may not seem like the best prospect right now, two or three years from now, these guys, and if he and if you can form him into left tackle, you want it could be the next Colton Miller that went in the first round, you right? Know, for the Raiders, it could be a guy that turns out like that for his career with similar yeah. size. So and I just don't know. It's it's tough, and I know Parker Blake hasn't really been very high on him. Yeah, I know. I try to lean on Parker for some of my O line, you know. Yeah, I mean, back up. I mean, Parker. I think he would take this McClendon guy to Georgia. I think Parker would take him almost in the second, third round. Parker has just been. All over that guy and all that. Yeah, like, he likes it, and that's another one I think he likes. Yeah, another guy, saying yeah. here, Saldaveri from Old Dominion. 
Yes, yeah, so when I, and I trust Parker's intake and all that. Why is it McClendon though getting the respect though that Parker's giving him? Huh? I, I consistency. I think he's okay. not as consistent as you'd like to see from a tackle. I wonder about if there's some maturity things. I don't know that. Just specu- speculating, maybe because mm-hmm. I mean, on field wise, you like what you see for the most part. Right. Uh, I want to get David here is throwing us out another guy. I haven't really watched him, but I have heard the name Kamari Everett, the sleeper out of Bethune Cookman. I couldn't tell you that one, but I didn't even know that was a college. What other bingo went to Bethune Cookman? God, it's probably going <sighs> to. We're going to get stumped. It's going to be right. We're probably going to know the dude's name. That's a good question. By the was way, that... no, uh, no uh, well, I got a good trip before you did, but we don't have to do it now. Yeah. But I do want to move into the defense because, like I said, yeah. I don't have. Tons of time today, um, right? But I should be good the rest of the week to cool. do a little longer on these shows. Awesome. But um, edge players. So Yaya Diaby from Louisville is Ben, ben Verandi. He's like in a bunch of PFF. Yeah, tell me about him. I really want to know more about him. So six three two sixty three, and one of the reasons I wrote him down because you mentioned him about eight hundred times. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There you go. Twenty four years old. But he ran a four five one forty, which is just crazy. A six three two sixty five. So he's got he's got a great frame, muscular, long arms, explosive, physical against the run. All that sounds very very tantalizing for right. an edge prospect. He does need to work on his pass rush moves. It's too predictable. And then right. the other knock is that he's basically you know he's twenty four years old right now. But I. I like the guy. I, I mean, I like his teammate, who I think's more probably going to have to play linebacker at his size. But Yasir Abdullah from Louisville also ran like a 4-3, and he is great again. And I've mentioned him tons of times. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, guy, I'm trying to look here. Uh, let's see. Um, Andre Carter, big dude, lots of potential, but he seems kind of raw. Am I? Am I? Is that fair to say? And all that. Oh like, yeah, that's more yeah. than fair to say. And six seven, he's he's got to add muscle yeah. and size to his frame. He's thin as can be. Uh, well, the little, the little bit. Dewan Jones did practice at the Senior Bowl. He threw him, tossed him clear out the club in that one practice. Well, gosh dang it, he was in the. He played for Army, man. Come on, man. That's where you're supposed to bulk up as the Army. Am I right? <laughs> but he's. He's got a long, slender frame right now. He's got to add weight to. He's got to add playing weight, right. you know, like good weight to. I, I think he's a third, fourth round guy that's going to need a lot of development. I can't see you getting anything out of him this year, honestly. Um, my other guy I had for edge though was Isaiah McGuire, six four two sixty eight. He's only twenty one. Ran a four seven six. At six four two seventy is pretty damn solid. Physically impressive, long arms, stout at the point of attack, heavy tackler, another team captain. I, anytime I like to write that down, anytime I see it, if they're a captain, because that's been something the Bengals have been doing. Yes. I think yes. it's important to mention. That's so, um, some issues with them. Sometimes he plays with his pad level too high, and he needs more of a variety of pass rush moves. But Isaiah McGuire, probably a guy we should talk about more. Like okay. I see him mock the third, fourth round a lot. And I could see him being like early third round guy or slip into the back of the second end, depending on how the, the DNs go off the board. Same thing with the obby that I mentioned, you know, from Louisville. Yeah. I could see both of those guys ended up at the end of the second, but good solid third round picks where some people have, have had them throughout the process, fourth and fifth rounders. Uh, David Gabbard's asking him, would be a great day? Could, would you, could we get him in day three? He or? could. if he. Does, that's what I'm saying. I think – Age, talent, everything. I'd say the NFL is a lot more plugged in. He's a guy that, you know, come on my radar later, but these, you know, these guys get paid to do this for a profession. So I'm sure they've had him probably pegged higher this whole time. But hey, our sweet spot's been the fourth round for for these defensive players. Who's to say he won't fall? I mean, Geno yeah. Atkins fell to the fourth round. So, Osai should have been like a second round pick. Osai understand. went in the third, and I, I had, I had an end of the first round grade on Osai. There you so, go. You just, you just don't know, man. You don't know. And yeah, man, that was uh, so honest. Fan is he having a Candace season? Yeah, I, that was my. He's one. He's my running back though for my draft crush. So I'm right there with you. There but you go. Yeah, man. Um, do you have another defensive end that you want to mention or? 
Uh, yeah, I was looking through here. He's not really a late round guy. Isaiah Foskey. Bottom line, so like I, I, my brother-in-law, who's a diehard Notre Dame fan, I asked about him. He's like, eh, I, I think he set the Notre Dame record for sacks, if I'm not mistaken. If that's what I heard and all that, but I, you know, I hear he's, you know, whatever. You know, what's your take on him? I don't know. Some people are really high on him. I, I do. I think it's consistency is a big part of his game. Uh, he didn't have a good senior bowl week and a lot of people expected him to come out there and dominate and really make himself some money. Yeah. Um, Cause he looked good on tape for Notre Dame throughout the season. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't, he, I have him as a late second round guy. Right. I could see him dipping in the third or I could see him being there and going in the second. I think he's going to be a good NFL player. He just need like Marion hobby would love to have a guy like that. Like oh, if he yeah. has to pick at 60, it wouldn't shock me. Well, he can move around, too. This kid is very versatile, so that's one thing that Bengals values, versatility, and Hobby could get very creative with him. If he was a pick of 60, it wouldn't shock me, but I wouldn't be, like, over the moon about it. Right. Well, so I think, yeah. I think the Bengals are higher on edge than, than what I am. Yeah, that's what I think, too. But I tell you what, if we go – if they don't go defensive end first or edge in the first round, they go – let's say they go corner, it would not shock me if they went edge in the second round either. Yeah. I mean, Maybe. I just think we have other needs. Like, I right. like our, our edge depth. I do with those and sample yeah. backing what? up Henderson and Hubbard. And I yeah. like Gunter. And they brought in, uh, oh, my gosh, the guy from Ohio University, Basham. A Basham. him in, too. So, Dude. I'm like. They're talking about best football names on Twitter. Why isn't Basham getting mentioned Basham, at all? Yeah, it's a good football name. Dude, man, come on. That is, that, that is money right there. But uh, moving to the D tackles, so my first one is Keanu Benton, and he's probably one of the higher-rated guys on all of these crushes that I put. I mean, him and Tucker Craft. Right. I can see both of them going solidly in the second round. But he's 6'3", 309. He's only 21 years old from Wisconsin. Right. Thick lower body, very stout against the run, scheme versatile. He is an inconsistent pass rusher. So that's been the big knock on him. We want a guy with pass rush juice. We keep saying that over and over. That's why so many people are in love with KMC. I do think Benton can give you that, but it's he's going to have to be coached up to be able to provide right. it more on a more consistent basis than when I saw at Wisconsin. He has a splash play here or there, but it's more from effort than it is just like natural explosiveness like you see from right. KMC. Right. So, I, I like Benton, but I, I mean I don't love him. But that's that's what you get into when you get into the second round. And the first round, you're that's when the freak like Kansas gets. Exactly, exactly. So I'll start out with an early round guy. Uh, who let me look through here and all that. Uh, oh yeah, the guy I keep going the second round. Uh, Tooley. Uh, who was it? Uh, Anthony Anthony Casenza's. I just call him Tooley from USC. Tooley, yeah, I don't dude. Even worry about that. I mean, gosh dang it, man! You know, he present. I mean, he does a great job. That's another guy you can move around on the line is Tooley and all that. I mean, if he's there, that's someone you definitely have to. Uh, I have him as an edge, but yeah, he can move inside some. But the he didn't uh, his he didn't his weight wasn't what I thought it might have been. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, he's just in consideration. Another guy similar to him. I know you're high on him. Uh, Carl Brooks, Bowling Green. I know he did well at the Senior Bowl. Another guy you can move around. Lake Bloom Riser and all that. I've heard nothing but good things about him. I, I mean, and, you know, if I, if it came down between Tully in the second or the second round, and you could get Carl Brooks like the fourth round, sign me up for that for Carl Brooks. Uh, yeah, and you stole you stole Brooks from me there, but that's all right. Six three three hundred twenty three. Quick first step, productive, durable. I mean, he played like all four years at Bowling Green. Uh, played all look? over the line. Short arms, tweener is kind of the thing. He played edge instead of D tackle. He's right. going to have to learn to play there probably all the time for the Bengals, for the most part. Right. And then I got one more guy. It's Byron Young from Alabama. 6'3", yeah. 294, 22. Large frame, long arms, durable, consistent. Another guy who played four years at Alabama. Ooh, okay. A lot of guys don't play four years and start no. as many games as this guy did or played in as many games as this guy. Um, yeah. But he does – he just don't have the pass rush production that I really want, especially for a guy that's 6'3", 294, but he's really good against the run, and uh, he needs to work on changing direction. If he had a little better pass rush, I'd bang the drum for this guy more, but he's a guy I just want to mention because he may be the best of what's left in like the fourth round if Carl Brooks hey, is going and some of these guys we're talking about. You're still playing at a top-notch school. I mean, that's, oh, that's sure. 
Yeah, but still, but like you said, if you're there for four years, that raises a question. Well, I mean, if he was more productive in his pass rush, he would right. be a lot higher pick. But you're getting a damn good, solid, dependable. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I wouldn't be mad at it, but. And then uh, I got cornerback. And did you have any more on the D line? Anybody else you wanted to mention before we go to corner? No, I did not. And all that on the D line. Yeah. But I corner. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go corner here, bro. And I'll mention this from David before we move on, since this is related to the edge and, and D line in general. So he mocked uh, Audible Warrior, Dane Brugler did to us at 28. Wouldn't yeah. be mad at it. No, like if Kansi's gone and you're not that high on on Bracy, yeah, then. Then I think AA is right now. I don't have him listed because I've talked about him a lot, and I've talked about him that I think he's right in that mix to go in the first round. If we don't go in the first round, which he might not, I think he goes in the top 10, 15 picks of the of the second round. I don't think he touches pick sixty for us, but I I really like AA as well. So that's a, a name to mention. I know we've talked about him a lot. I only have one corner here, Greg. Go for it, uh, Daryl Luter. Junior from South Alabama. Right. 5'11, 190, 23, long and fast, explosively leaper, physical and run sport. Does need to add some bulk, and obviously he's from a smaller school. Right. Uh, he's a guy that might go, let's just say we don't find anybody in the first three rounds. You got Daryl Luter Jr. sitting there in the fourth round. Right. I'll be all over that. No, South Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, for me, the guy is, um, I mean, I want to say Forbes, so that's too easy. Uh, you know, hey, we got to get I, I, Matt Lawless. Let's get that Cam Teddy shirt good, ready to go here. We got to go Cam Smith, man. I mean, Cam Smith would be cool. Uh, I, I I just don't think he's worthy at the end of the first round. I think he sounds like he's more of a mid-second round guy. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, early to mid-second is probably where I, I think he'll go. Just, I mean, my educated guess on it. But but who knows? That means he could easily slide to the end. Well, of the all right. so say for some reason Forbes and Banks, the last guys in the first round, supposed to be there off. Is Cam Smith the next best corner in line, in your opinion? Or is it Ringo, or is it? I, I think I would give the nod to Cam Smith. I've gone back and forth on this throughout the draft process because Ringo has such high upside, and he's only 21 from Georgia, and he's such a high recruit. But at some point, when you just look at the tape, you keep waiting on more and more from Ringo, and it's not there. Yeah. So at some point, you say, okay, I just got to go with what my eyes are telling me, and that's Cam Smith's a better football player. Hey, keep in mind, last time we drafted a corner in the first round out of South Carolina, Jonathan Joseph, he did just fine for us. Yeah. But that would be that would be after Banks and that would be after Forbes. Yeah. Then Cam Smith over like Ringo and Brents would be my next couple guys. Yeah, but, but that Dave Mack came on and told us about him. I did some research. I, I can understand why he likes him, but didn't know. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm not putting – but like you said, I, Forbes is still in front of him easily. Yeah. Uh, coming into this year, a lot of people had him, Greg, as like – corner two or three that came oh, really? like yeah he was projected to be like top 15 to 20 guy because i always have you know the stuff from a year ahead mm-hmm. and I, it's always fun to look back at that so yeah i've looked back and like cam smith was projected to be a top 15 top 20 corner didn't have a great great season but had a very you know a damn good season it's just some other guys rose ahead of him well his size i think his size plays a difference too like you know there's a couple of big corners here so his size might hurt him a little bit too you have any other corners? Because I just had the one. So. Okay, man. I mean, I'm kind of cheating here, but it was talked about on this one guy's show. This Valentine guy. I mean, what is oh, it? Oh, yeah. I, I like. He was the seventh round pick. Like in this book, I'm looking at it here. In this book here. What is it about Valentine that is he is just right? I mean, James, we know Cincy James would love him because he's a UK guy. But what is it about Valentine? He's just shooting up the draft boards all of a sudden. He's got good speed. He's got good ball awareness. I mean, he's sticky in coverage sometimes, too. Sticky and handsy. Yeah, played against good competition. A lot to like. I like him and Cam Mitchell if I'm going to throw out another name because I got these guys ranked very similar as like third, fourth round guys. So Cameron Mitchell is from Northwestern, another corner I like quite a bit. Right. Character Valentine, Cam Mitchell are some mid rounders to maybe keep an eye out. Gotcha. Uh, Tom, and Tom asked about Clark Phillips. I like Clark Phillips' tape, and I like I like Clark Phillips better the season before this season. Dean, uh, but he's five nine. He's five nine. He didn't test well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that that would be anybody on the Bengals' radar. Personally, I just don't see it for the Bengals. Yeah, Dean. Just so you know, I'm looking at Lindy Sports. It's not too great, but it gives me an info with some of the guys that I see here. So yeah, it's not that great, but one, but. And then my safety, I, I 
I try to go a little off the radar. So Jason Taylor, the second, 5'11", 204, ran a 4'5", 23 years old. Production this year was insane. Almost 100 tackles and six interceptions. Like, he just had a phenomenal season. Good length, good instincts. His whole time playing at Oklahoma State, he's had zero penalties in his entire career. Yeah. Safety. Like, that's that's crazy. But he needs to improve his footwork, and he can be an inconsistent tackler. But he balled out this season. He's a guy who kind of went from, like, off the radar, maybe a seventh-round guy. To, I moved him all the way up to I think he could go in, like, the third or fourth easily. Who was this guy again now? Jason Taylor the second. Okay, Jason Taylor the second. We'll have to definitely keep an eye. One guy I'm looking at right here, 34-inch arms. I mean, big dude. Um, what do you know about Tyree Jones at a Boise State? Uh, and last time we got a Boise State safety, I look at a couple of good years for us, but he still played well, I thought. Who? Uh, Tyreek Jones, uh, T-Y-R-E-Q-U-E. I, the only guy I have out of Boise that I've watched is J.L. Skinner. J.L. Skinner's like 6'4". I got him as a third, like late third to early fourth. I mean, it's probably a guy if he's in that draft guy, just not a guy I know. Yeah, and obviously, yeah. And, and well, another guy's a very well-known guy, Antoine Johnson. I'm looking here. He's been compared to Trey Flowers because of his size and how he can line up against you know, maybe tight ends and all that. So, Antoine Johnson, I don't know. If, people talk about – I just don't see us going safety in the first three or four picks rounds. Do you? No, but he is my second-ranked safety um, mm-hmm. after Branch is Antonio Johnson from A&M. Yeah. I think he'd be a good safety, but still, like, I don't know that I could use even our second-round pick on a safety. And other <laughs> – this the safety class overall is pretty weak. Yeah, it's just so, – like I say, Branch, like people talk about taking Branch the first round. I mean, I understand I'm not against getting a third safety, but and people come at me for this, but Tyson Anderson, they're like, oh, Greg, he was a sixth-round pick. He was a fifth-round pick or whatever for a reason. Doesn't mean he's not going to be good or anything with his speed he has. I mean, he got hurt last year. Let's just get – I'm willing to give him a shot, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, why not, right? Plus, you yeah. got Uncle Mike back there still, and uh, Brandon yeah. Wilson's still on this roster. So That's what I'm saying. Is I'm willing to give him a shot. I mean, come on. Brandon Wilson has has played snaps at safety in the NFL, you know. Exactly. That's more than you can say for something. Like, Tyson, we haven't seen it yet. So, no, I want to see it, but 4-3 speed, like you said, and if he's healthy this year, Prime time to show what he can do, and he's played all special teams coming out of Toledo. That's what I'm excited about. And he was a he was a captain, six foot three. I mean, come on, yeah. like a lot of things like for sure. Right, like I said, I kind of kind of been down and out, so wanted to get this show in. I don't know what our topic will be for tomorrow, but you know how it is. We'll think of something. Oh, uh, well, there's always something. We're right. a week out from the draft, so we can hit a specific topic. We can hit all around the draft. We like today. We just gave some of our draft crushes for each position. Um, we're just keep diving in, maybe do a mock yeah. draft, maybe do a full first rounder at some point over this next week as well. well yeah, tell about that poll you posted because that was a hard, that was a tough poll to pick from today. That was a huge tough poll. I'm still not sure what the results are right now without looking them up, but it was uh, would you take Michael Mayer and Julius Brents in rounds one and two together, yep. or would you rather take uh, Emmanuel Forbes and Tucker Craft rounds one and two? Yep. So it was uh, pretty close from the last time I looked earlier today. I haven't had a chance to really look back at it again. Yep. I think Mayor and uh, Brents was in the lead. I don't know. I like both combinations, honestly. I wouldn't no, be both, mad about either. But No, 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 both combinations. But it looks. But if you had to tell me which one was more likely to happen, just because Mayor's, I mean, with Green Bay and, 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 and Mayor being heavily ordered to go to Dallas, it looks more like Forbes and crap. But, Kraft, I could easily see. I'm gonna keep saying it. I could easily see Kraft gone before the Bengals pick in the second round. Yeah, and then those simulators a lot of times, Greg, they'll have them available in the third. Like I say, I'm gonna first tell you, if Kraft's there in the second round, I'm running to that. But well, if it's comes to if DeJuan is there, that would be tough. Uh, So yeah, yeah, and that's another one. I just can't like everyone keeps saying. Well, there's a good chance DeJuan could be there at sixty. Good chance, and then like. I listen to these national guys that are doing more than one round mock drafts. Right. And the man gets taken like before pick 40. Like, before like what the 40. hell, man? <laughs> he If he's there in a second, he goes like that. Right. Like I said, man, you know, you, you just don't know. Nobody knows. 
No, sure don't. No. But yeah, I'm going to get up there for today. Should be able to put together some longer shows these next couple days, and then I don't know what we're doing for an evening show, but we will try to do shows 3.30 the next two days, and then I'm sure all next week as well. Mm -hmm. Appreciate everybody tuning in. We are doing the big draft coverage next week with Strawberry Ice and I um, all three days. Then you have people like Greg popping in, um, Math Bomb, Kent Lee Platt, who does the relative athletics work. Jeff's saying he may be with us all of Thursday. So that could be something. We you you guys going to need your rest for that one, bro. We may have the Goodberries popping in on Thursday. I don't know. I know there's an event going on Friday also. Um, I think uh, Drew Garrison's supposed to hop on maybe Thursday. I don't – Jeff's talked to Petraglia. He's talked to Trenton Irwin. He's just talked to so many people. I have no clue who all could be popping on during right. this draft. Well, with all these guests, Dale, you guys, you might not even have to pop on that much. Jeez. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You know, I figure uh, could go guest heavy, especially on the Thursday show, because they're so long in between picks. We don't pick till 28. We can get a wide variety of opinions and guesses for that pick. Yeah. And then, you know, when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, you start getting into round two and day three. That's when I'm just going to be nerding out on here. Right. So I hope people will enjoy that. I don't know. This is new territory to do this. Right. Uh, but I'm excited to give it a shot. Talk hey, Dale, draft and for, for three days straight and see how it goes and see if everybody's like, that sucked. Or, you know, that was cool. You guys should do that again. Or we'll just see how it goes, you know. Just see, Bray. You, you you don't know till you try, bro. Yeah, some some people were saying you guys should should do one, and I was hesitant, but I'm like, once I'm committed to something, I, I really want it to be good, you know. Absolutely, I bro. I don't go half step, and I don't want half ass it. I want it to be as good as possible, and exactly, I, man. I'm excited. Hey, dude, I'm excited too, man. I mean, like I say, Thursday I'll pop in when I can and all that and stuff. Live at the show, see what happens, bro. But I appreciate you hopping on here with me, Greg. You Anytime, know, man. I always, always love coming on, man. I uh, appreciate you. Appreciate the brew crew, everybody in the chat. You guys are awesome. Keep us going. Keep us having a good time every day. Right after work. It's not easy, but it, but it, uh, it's a little, it can be a little tiresome. But you know what, man? Worth it's it. worth doing this, bro. It's worth it. It's hell, hell, hell worth it. All right. Who day? Who day? Take care. Who day, baby? Let's go! It's time! Cincinnati, we gon' rise and up! In the jungle, we unite and up! Trippin' orange and black and white Who day when we fight? Live and die in these stripes, uh! Now who gotta move like an Yeah, we got him, yeah, we got him Like that black and orange, I'm bottom Single bottom, never stop it